Welcome to the State of Men. I'm Aiden Dowling. And I'm Mike Watts. In today's episode, we have on Larry D. Moore. Larry is originally from LA and attended and graduated from Grambling State University with a BS degree in hospitality, travel, and tourism. He started working in event production, then transitioned to production operations with a marketing agency. Clients included, we all know these, a lot of these names, Nike and Facebook, Apple, JP Morgan, The North Face, and Miss Myers. In December 2019, he became a full-time investor. He now provides accurate, insightful information to people who desire to educate themselves more on cryptocurrency, blockchain technology, and Web3. He's also passionate about having conversations with youth and college students about the importance of what's happening in our society from a transactional perspective and how they can uncover ways to position themselves to be profitable for these new exciting changes. Larry, thanks so much for being on. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing good, Aiden. I'm doing good. Um, Excited. Uh, There's a lot going on in the market right now. So um, I'm, I'm really excited. How are you? I'm doing good, doing good. I'm excited to learn uh, about all, all of the uh, cryptocurrency, all of those things. Mike has been talking, going on deep dives with me, and I just, I try to listen and digest what I can, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I actually found. It's yeah. like nonstop, right? It just I actually found you from a buddy of mine because so let's talk about real fast, like what are we talking about? You know, I can give my understanding. I'll just do my explanation. You can kind of correct and guide us in this direction. So Kate and I attended a class by a woman at our six year old school. Her name's Sabrina, and she makes a full-time living trading was an investor investing got really big into crypto and so as soon as we heard about it we were like okay we're something's happening here you know and it's like we're all in like in this thing and i heard this years ago i think we've all heard the term bitcoin before you know in the world because it's been thrown around for a number of years so i was like i'm all in and then my buddy sent me your instagram handle and I started watching you, and then you and I created some a little bit of a dialogue, and then now you're here with us today. So I think for the listeners, how did you – first, let's define what crypto is, and then I want to know, like, how did you get involved in this world? Like, wh- when did this show up in your r- scope, and when, when did it start to – when did you start to have interest in the, cri- the crypto world? Okay, um, cool. So I I got into crypto, right? It's a funny story, actually. Um, I was trying to place a bet on Bovada. I don't know if you guys are familiar with um, the, the Bovada gambling site. And so mm-hmm. it, it's like gambling site or something like that. And so I, I was trying to place like a parlay bet on some NFL game or something like that. And so they wouldn't let you take cash and, and use cash to make the the bet. So the guy was crypto, you know, because we're overseas, blah, blah, blah. Like it's easy, just go on Coinbase, you know, open up an account and then you can send the money. And so I went on Coinbase and I kind of just started doing a little bit of research on, on just what it was and what was going on. I had heard of Bitcoin maybe two years before that um, from one of my friends. And I had saw this movie. There was a movie that came out. 
a while ago. It was this LA-based movie, and the kids like held this ransom and they got paid in bitcoins. I kind of knew a little bit about it, but um, I there I was gonna make the bet. So I'm just looking at the different assets. I'm looking at the charts because you know just information and things like that. And so I'm looking at this chart, right? And it's showing me this thing called Ethereum, and I'm like, okay, yo, like this stuff was at like forty dollars a month ago, and now it's at like two hundred bucks. Like, wait a minute, like, and I'm like, okay, why would I make a bet, risk losing this when I could just buy Ethereum? Like, even though I didn't know what it was. <laughs> Because it was just such a, a a interesting dynamic as far as the profit margin, like the profitability in, in the time frame. That's what really sparked my interest in, okay, what is this thing? What is this stuff? And how can I find out more about it? And so at that, from that moment, I went literally down the Bitcoin or the crypto rabbit hole. And so I've just been like knee deep in it ever since. Um, I've always been interested in like just seeing or knowing or finding out about what's next. You know what I mean? Like, like not even what's coming, but like what's after that. You know what I mean? And it's always just been just a thing that I'm into. You know what I mean? So my natural interest aligned with what was going on. I'm really into numbers. I had always been investing and I was always into the concept of make money work for you like I always thought that was interesting how you can literally go to bed you can position yourself in some way to be able to go to bed and when you wake up you have more money and you didn't do anything but sleep that night mm -hmm. you know what I mean and so I've just always been into all that stuff um, but just to kind of get into like okay what what crypto and blockchain is and kind of like what Bitcoin is and what it represents. Um, so Bitcoin created, uh, kind of started in 2008, right? And so before that, there was there was this concept of cryptography that was already kind of being used and being um, executed since like the late 90s. They had these guys called cyberpunks. And so they were into, you know, all of this stuff with like, like digital digital um, cash and things like that. Like there were other iterations of, of similar coins before Bitcoin. But the thing the thing that was significant with Bitcoin and, and what has kind of laid the foundation, um, all of this breakthrough technology and all of this you know hype that's been going on is that it's, it's a network, right? So it's Bitcoin is a completely decentralized technology. It's also a currency and it's all international payment infrastructure, right? And the reason why it was significant is because the technology behind it was able to achieve consensus without a centralized or controlled or controlling authority. And that's really the key with why this thing is so huge and why it's gone and gotten so big. It's this concept called the Byzantine general's problem, right? And I, I implore people to like look that up and kind of see what that is. And Byzantine general's problem basically, how can I guarantee that you're gonna do what you said you were gonna do if I'm not there to see you actually do it? 
it's general says, okay, we're going to head around here and we're going to take them off on this side. Okay, I'm going to go around here and take them off on this side. And then you go over there and the doesn't go. And now you're screwed. It's like, well, how do I guarantee that you're going to do what you say you're going to do? And and when you really think about it from more of a simplistic perspective, that that issue or that that is is the central concern for the functioning of life. You know what I mean? Like everything that we kind of do is built on transactions and is built on trust. How can I trust that you're going to do what you say or that what you say or what we decide on is what. And so that's why this technology was so huge, because Satoshi Nakamoto was able to create a decentralized network that could achieve this consensus without any type of authority being involved. And so that's really what kind of catapulted this whole thing, because the, once the was proven, and you know okay. you have these things called ledgers. So you'll have these um, you'll have these these network. You'll have the network, right? And it'll operate on mathematical rules that the computers in the network must agree on in order to verify network transactions. So information within these within these crypto networks, specifically, we're talking about Bitcoin because that was the first iteration. What, what occurs is that the information is sent from one account to another and on the way it's verified by these algorithmic rules that must be agreed upon along the way in order for that information to arrive complete to this other account. Um, and so that is is what it, and it, it is kind of an abstract concept, but essentially what he was able to do was take the concept of a ledger and and make it digital and allow it to be able to live on a blockchain that is completely immutable and the cool thing with this is it's a network protocol that means is that the protocol is how things are done so once the protocol is implemented and it's proven you don't ever have to go outside of that in order to get these transactions verified and the network centric component is important because Ultimately, what happens with this is that the more you use the network and the more you utilize the network, the stronger it actually becomes, right? And so that's why this technology is really huge because it allows us to take out a lot of the centralized entities or the centralized components that really kind of control how transactions happen. You know what I mean? So Right. So let's talk about... So let me def let's define a couple words first, and then we want to give. I, I want to see explain some practical examples that would. So what is define the blockchain? So the blockchain, right, is is basically a, a trick. These transactions. So it's the same thing as an account book. If you ever have an account ledger, and you notice you'll have yep. you'll have yep. all of these different lines income expenses in it. vendors right. Yes. So imagine having an account ledger for every single transaction that you've ever done in your life. That's basically what the blockchain is. It's the it's a digital version of an account ledger that can't be changed and it can't be altered. And it literally keeps track of every single transaction that has ever occurred. And each of those transactions has to be approved based on the protocol that has already been built out. Does Got that it. Kind of make sense. Mm -hmm. okay. Right. So, for example, right now, let's say I wanted to send Aiden 
a hundred dollars, right? And so, right now, if I wanted to send him a hundred dollars, I could send it via PayPal or Venmo or send him cash or check in the mail, right? It's like I could send all Mm -hmm. this through the mail. The mail might deliver the check, it might not deliver the check. PayPal might they're going to take a fee from it and then they might hold if if i send it e-check or i send it this other way they might hold it for three days before they deliver it to his account right and then if he wants once it shows up in his paypal account if he wants to transfer it to his bank account it's going to take two to three days for that to happen right so there's all these kind of let's just talk currency and money at this moment in time where there's like all these steps that have to go. If I want to do a wire transfer to pay rent right now, I send a wire transfer to my landlord, but I have to contact my bank to do this. Then I get charged a $20 fee for processing a wire transfer. You know, and all they do is fill out a piece of paper and then it goes to the manager to approve it and it's then they send the money over, right? So like talk to me about how if I wanted to send we'll just use Bitcoin. There's either Bitcoin or altcoins, right? And so altcoins mm-hmm. is pretty much everything else besides Bitcoin. For this conversation, right. we'll just really stick to Bitcoin. So like if I wanted to send a hundred dollars in Bitcoin to Aiden, and then how does how does this simplify this process? Is there a way for security perspective and then also simplification? Um so what it does is it 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 takes out all of those um, those extra layers, right? So like listed all of these extra layers that have to be in between what you're trying to do because essentially all you want to do is send eight and a hundred dollars, right? Right. And so that's kind of what this technology does. It it removes all of those layers. Because the interesting thing about um, like financial systems, right? Mm-hmm. Every layer in between what you want to do, like what your goal is and, and the start, each one of those layers, you, you get charged for it. It costs right. you money. Saying, like, there are fees associated with this stuff. And so what this technology does is it takes out all of those centralized functions that had to to each work like if if any of those layers got clogged up or something happened it throws off the whole transaction right and so you've had situations where you know you may send money from moneygram right like say you want to send a hundred dollars through moneygram and then the moneygram network goes down right or you want to send a hundred dollars but they're going to charge you forty dollars to send a hundred dollars and then if you want to send a thousand dollars, they're going to charge you, you know, four hundred dollars to send a thousand dollars. This 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 technology switches all of that. It changes all of that because now, right, it's based on information. It's not really based on amounts. So you're and receive. So everything within these crypto networks is looked at as just information. It's no longer really money so to speak, from like the perspective of we're going to charge you based on these amounts. And so that's kind of what I think it, it really. Um, it, it, it's really changed the game as far as the, your ability to do these things without all of these extra layers, which end up incurring all these extra fees, which end up making all these extra potential problems. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it takes all of that out. 
because you have the 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 blockchain technology so it's like it's it's all it's all calculated it's all proven and it's all like encapsulated within that blockchain and it has to go through those processes in order for the money to get there so it it's it's almost like its own self-run program you know mm. what i mean um yeah. so if mike sends me the hundred dollars it's like in bitcoin it's almost like he's just giving me a hundred dollars in cash i know it's not it's not it isn't it isn't cash but it's like that like there's no in between transactions it's just like it goes from one to the other like mike to me done am i understanding exactly. that correctly exactly so where does so if you buy so i know nothing except for like i hear people talk about it and i see it online and like i'm watching a youtube video and an ad rolls up and they're like do you want to invest invest in bitcoin invest in mm -hmm. dogecoin right and i'm like i don't know what they're talking about skip this um so if where does like if so if i wanted to i don't know how much it's worth but let's just say i want to put a thousand dollars into bitcoin where does my thousand dollars go since there's no central like like when i buy a stock i know where the money is going right or if i put money into a bank i know what they're going to do with my money right um they're going to go and invest it so where does the actual money go when i buy a thousand dollars worth of bitcoin who am i paying so that's actually a really um, good question and it depends on how you buy it um, because right you have traditional uh, fiat on-ramp platforms so you have stuff like coinbase you have things like um binance um i think kraken is another one and so with those situations you're buying the bitcoin from them right right so you're giving them cash in order to receive Bitcoin. In other situations, if you're and and so, but to take it even a step further, right? The 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 money information, and so that money, where it actually goes, it gets digitally logged in the blockchain, and so it's like, um, how can I? Explain? It's almost like, say you have 21 million gold coins, right? And oh, also it's important to remember too, the, the miners, right? The, the people who mine these coins, because the only way that you can receive Bitcoins is when they're mined. So the whole process was set up to where you have these 21 million coins and they're like digitally buried in the ground. Right. And so there's incentives in place to say, OK, so how can we how are we going to get all of this value out of the ground so that it can now be available for people to have access to? Well, we need people to mine it. So we have to create incentives for people to mine these coins and you mine it by like like tasks and algorithmic within the network. So it's almost like by you working to to verify transactions, it unlocks more Bitcoin and then you can get paid a certain percentage in Bitcoin for your services. So it, it's kind of like the money, it, it's almost like a, 
like a like a cycle. The, the money goes kind of like back into the network in the form of being being kept on the blockchain. And then when people want to pull money out or when they want to sell Bitcoin, it's almost like a it's it's like that that'll that 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 transaction will also get added onto the blockchain. So it's kind of like if you were to make a transaction to say, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy uh, I'm gonna buy some corn, right? And I'm gonna spend hundred dollars on the corn. And I'm gonna get the corn. So I recorded that that corn that I bought. I'm gonna six months later. I want to sell for whatever price it's at, and I'm I'm gonna get paid my cash back. So that would be another transaction that's that's put into that ledger. And so it's kind of just a cycle of 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 currency, you know what I mean, which is just like a, a cycle, really. Um, it's, it's really an abstract concept, but that's that's kind of like how it works, <laughs> because you got to understand. Right. And this is kind of deep, like money. Money isn't. Isn't really real, like, real. right. So it's an idea. And, and so it's the same kind of concept from the inception. Satoshi Nakamoto took this idea and was able to create value from it based on its ability to do what it does. And so literally, you can look back at this, really the, the road that Bitcoin took. And this is why um, this is interesting, too. Bitcoin never had an ICO or, or anything like that. Um, Ethereum did. And, and so Bitcoin, literally Bitcoin got big from people exchanging like and, and there was a story, right, of the guy who exchanged like 70 or 100 Bitcoins for two pizzas. Right. And so and that was maybe like 10 years ago. And now looking back, it, it's literally like whatever millions of dollars. Right. That he that he exchanged this this for pizza. And so that kind of gives you an idea of like how the value behind it works. The value behind this thing, believe it or not, is only what we give it. It's only what we're willing to like allow it to be based on how many people desire it, right? Because desire then drives scarcity and the fact that there's only a set amount. So it's, it's, it's just mathematics. The more people that desire it, the less it'll be, the more expensive that it gets. And so, it, it's like the money doesn't really go anywhere other than into the network as a transaction. Right. And so you point. get that in exchange, you get the Bitcoin in exchange for that transaction. And it's the same thing. Like when you look back, right. When you look back at, at the journey of money, money went from having extrinsic value to intrinsic value. Like a thousand years ago, if you would have told someone that this piece of paper had value, they would they would look at you like you're crazy. I, it's not I can't eat it. It can't keep me warm. Right. I can't I can't do anything with it to help me physically. So why would I value this? And it's the same concept. It's, it's really just an evolution of, of value and, and what people, you know, value and desire. Um, but, yeah, I hope so, that kind of answers your question. Yeah, no, I, 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 I know, Mike, you you're you want to say something, but I just want to make sure I'm understanding, right? Because I have I haven't done any of the reading. So when you talk about ledger ledgers, I think more about my own personal 
like I have my own transactions that I make from my bank, right? And all the mm-hmm. money I spend. But what am I hearing you correctly where it's like, but that dollar bill that I spent, if I now give it to Mike, it goes in his own personal ledger. And I don't know what happened, what he did with that dollar bill. But rather with Bitcoin, it's all recorded. It's like that dollar bill has its own ledger and it has nothing to do with the individual and everything to do with the actual dollar, so to speak. Am I understanding that correctly? Yes. And if you were to look at, if you were to like look at the the Bitcoin ledger or like the Bitcoin history of the transactions, we're literally talking about like hundreds of terabytes of information. Right. Every single transaction that has ever occurred on the Bitcoin network has been logged, recorded, and is available for anybody in the world to access. Right, which would be like then if I gave that dollar to Larry and then Larry gave it to Stephanie and Stephanie gave it to to Keisha and the Takesha gave it, you know, all that stuff would be tracked. Right. So we could see versus yeah, versus now we it's like you just give me a dollar, I don't know where it is, and it'll say something like this dollar was in you know, Arizona or somebody writes something on it, right? (laughs) Right. So imagine, right, just that concept alone will drive value. Just and the fact that, go ahead, sorry. No, I was just thinking, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but it's like, also, I just want to make sure I'm understanding, right now the dollar is going down in value, right? Correct. It's like constantly going down. And mm-hmm. it, it does Bitcoin ever have a chance of going down or will it just always go up because of the way in which it's built within this infrastructure? That's an excellent question. Um Yes and no, right? And so there's this thing called the Bitcoin stock to flow model. I think that's something really interesting that you that you should check out. It's called the Bitcoin stock to flow model. Um, so from a from a from a macro perspective, it can't. It like, and I don't mean to say this like it. Oh God, it would literally <laughs> take. It would take the. Okay, so first of all, from a from a smaller lens, yes, you know, there's volatility. You have ups and downs, right? And and right. there will be corrections just from a from a from a economic perspective, right? However, when you look at the tokenomics behind Bitcoin, bro, it it there's nothing, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. There is nothing that has existed on this earth that we known of as far as value that has a better uh, a better design as far as the value based on scarcity, right? So from a mathematical perspective, it it, it, it will it Bitcoin un, until 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 something flips it, right? Which may be another cryptocurrency like Ethereum or something like that. And see the thing with Ethereum, well, anyway, Bitcoin, it will continue to be the best performing asset out of out of any traditional assets. It, it, it literally is digital gold, right? And so we know gold has like an $11 trillion market cap. It's the high, it's the highest held asset in the world right the and 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 if you think about it you can't eat gold you can't bathe with it like it's it's pretty but i mean gold really has 
no value other than the fact that you can't you can't fake it. That's where it mm. got its value from fungible. You know, it was easy to transport. You could break it down into little pieces. You know what I mean? And so when you check, when you, when you, when you line up the reasons why I go and you match it up with Bitcoin, Bitcoin literally checks off every box that gold does and then some. So when you look at it from a more simple perspective, it's essentially digital gold 2.0, right? And so when you look at it like that, what other asset has held value over thousands of years besides gold? You know what I mean? And 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 so I I believe to answer your question, yes, um, Bitcoin will continue to grow in value. There may be corrections, you know, you may have a year down, a year up, but from like a long-term perspective, over the next like 10 years, it will it will win again as the top performing asset. It was the best performing asset in the last 10 years, and it will be the best performing asset over the next 10 years. Because with the tokenomics, there, there's there's no other coin that's tokenomics are even close to Bitcoins. Maybe Binance Coin, um, which is a which is a, a an exchange. They're the largest um, crypto exchange. They, their tokenomics are really interesting. And maybe Terra Luna, which is a um, it is a it is a um, oh god, it's like a liquidity protocol. Um, where it, they have a stable coin and they burn Lunas, the more that the stable coin, the more people buy the stable coin. So those two, I think their tokenomics are really interesting to check out. But as far as just the set amount, there's only 21 million Bitcoin. There will never be any. That concept alone really makes me comfortable with being this with being able to say yes um, mm -hmm. out of out of everything. Will continue to outperform from a long-term perspective. Like I said, you may have ups and downs, and this is not financial advice in any way, um, more just education. But you may have your ups and downs. But over the long term, yeah. Because Mike, we were just talking about right, like like how it's corrected significantly from that sixty-five thousand dollar high, right? And and so even right now, it's going down, down, down. And we kind of knew this was going to happen just based on other stuff but as it's going down 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 even though it's losing value it's still when you zoom out right because you're looking at maybe like a one month or like a six month window but when you zoom out the gains on bitcoin are still you know in the tens of thousands of percent so it's really one of those things where if you're able to have patience and you're able to really like develop a plan and stick to it even if it, even if that's just putting ten dollars in every week I, I really feel good about your potential for having a, a really good return and i don't see anything outperforming bitcoin anytime soon um at, at all at all and we know that oh go ahead sorry no go ahead and we know that right like the funny thing with with people right and, and politicians and economic like people who kind of control the money they will lie to you no They'll literally lie to you they don't to lie to play. us no no <laughs> believe it or not right they will lie to you and they'll tell you all of these things about you know this is this is drug dealer money this is going to zero and all these other things
but what has what has been shown um and and i think this may have may have happened maybe around 2012 13. it's it at this point it's too big to fail and so mm. the same people who were saying that they were going to ban bitcoin i remember jamie diamond who's the ceo of chase used to come out and say like you know bitcoin was going to zero and we're going to ban bitcoin you have senators and, and people coming out and saying that, you know, all of these things, they're these same people are now working to create bills and infrastructure within within governments to be able to tax it. Because at this point, that's mm. all you can do. Mm. And, and that's how you know that this thing is not going to fail. Actually, it's going to continue to pass everything. I promise you, Bitcoin's market cap will exceed Apple. Bitcoin's market cap will eventually exceed gold. Mm -hmm. And so th the writing is on the wall. A lot of times you can kind of tell based on what people aren't telling you. Mm -hmm. and, and so that's kind of how we know, because a lot of people still have doubt with this thing, right? Is it going to last? Am I mon is my money going to go to zero? Am I going to wake up and, and the account is gone coinbase is a publicly traded company right coinbase went public right jack dorsey left twitter to go full time into square square will be one of the largest crypto payment processors in the if not the largest right mm. 90 percent of the brightest minds that have been in finance have literally migrated into crypto Right. So we have all of these things that kind of show us because in our mind, right, it's fear, uncertainty and doubt because it's unknown. It's something we're not used to. It's a new way of doing things. So the, 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 the apprehension is natural and normal. That's why you go to these symbols and these things. You, you look into, you know, OK, these centers are passing these bills. Does the governor, the mayor of Miami just said that they're going to pay employees in Bitcoin work? <laughs> just came out and said that he wants Bitcoin crypto education in schools. You know what I'm saying? So this is this is what's letting us know, despite what lies people may say and how much they will try to deter you from this, because what it represents also is a complete shift in financial hierarchical systems. Like what what the technology represents from like a, a, a representation perspective is way more important than the price. It literally is the un unbinding of how we have functioned as a society. Mm. And so, of course, these people are afraid. Of course, Warren Buffett is pissed. Of course, presidents and senators are upset because their, their stranglehold that they've had, they're losing it. We saw, we saw last year, right, Reddit, literally Reddit groups changed the whole trajectory of how the stock stuff like AMC, GameStop, mm -hmm. right? So we we now know that we have the power. We now know that we are the, the movers and the shakers. We drive value. We drive the prices. And so the people are finally starting to wake up and realize that we're really the ones in control. But they've always known that. The government, the senators, the presidents, the, the, the kings, the queens, they've always known that the people really hold the power. That's why so many systems and infrastructures and time was put in place 
to keep people below a certain level. It's not a coincidence that 90% of the wealth is owned by 1% of the population, right? 80, what is it? It's six and a half billion people that still don't have access to traditional banking systems, right? But maybe 4 billion of those people have access and they have cell phones. You know what I'm saying? So, so at this point, it's too big to fail. And so all they can do is figure out ways to tax it and ways to track it. And that is your proof to know, okay, I'm going to double, is going to double down on, on this. Tax can it you if you want. That's fine. You and I had a phone conversation about how this plat. So I think it's very important. There's a book called the Bitcoin standard. This is a book that I've been reading. This author wrote another one called the Fiat standard. I think for people like this is a new conversation. I think it, a great place to start is understanding how money works now, right? Like <clears throat> we look at, it's like, Oh, I have a hundred dollars and I just go spend a hundred dollars. But it's like, no, especially looking at the past two years, the amount of money that's been printed and how that is going to look at setting us up for the future. There's a great uh, guy by the name of David McKnight that wrote a, he did a documentary and a book said that like, called the tax train is coming. But if you just look, all the notes will be in the show notes of this. But I think if this is like over people's head is just like what's happening right now. I don't understand blockchains, all of this stuff. But I think get a basic understanding of how money actually works now. Because you just m mentioned gold. Like gold was given value and we are saying that that's valuable. There's, that's the only reason, right? It could be, you could say cows or turkeys or chickens or whatever. It could have been like turkeys are the most herald thing in the world, but now it's been gold, right? So I think one thing that you and I talked about, so it's like start there for the listeners that are listening that this is really new. It's like understand our own financial system, understand that money. And my wife wrote a book around called Money, a Love Story. that talks more about your emotions when it comes to money and like money is triggering for everyone regardless of situations. But I think on our phone conversation when you and I first chatted, talk about that other spot. Like we mentioned Western Union or MoneyGram. We mentioned money is being held by how is crypto technology benefiting the other 99%, right? Like a lot of the minority communities that exist, like sending people that work in the United States send money back to their families in Venezuela or like things like this that happens a lot because that's there's a lot there's a lot of people that live here that send money back to their families right when they come here and they lose a big chunk of that cash because of fees that are charged by western so like larry from your understanding it's like what is the benefit of crypto to the world like this other 99 percent, the other 60 percent, the other 30 percent that doesn't have this you know the multi-billions of dollars of people like warren buffett etc like how is this changing that lay of the land for them well it 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 connects it allows you to connect to this 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 financial infrastructure right so there have the people on earth that are that are essentially disconnected from the world of finance right and as of 2020 most of these people now they need banks in order to connect to the global financial network because we have the internet right and so now you can you can with with literally one click right anybody with a cell phone with internet access can now become a member in in a decentralized 
entire international economy, right? And that economy uses digital currency that can be sent or received anywhere in the world for no fees without any government control, without any government input or manipulation. That is huge because that that part is really huge because uh, we don't we because we're in America. Right. A lot of times we forget about, you know, how other countries are ran and, and yeah. how they function. There are literally where the government is people's money just for no reason. I we, we saw that in the United States maybe 10 years ago. Right. Some of those smaller banks closed and people's FDIC insured money, they could not get it. And so we forget and we and we and sometimes we forget that these things can happen. And so with crypto, Bitcoin is completely peer to peer. Um, so it not only provides the opportunity, but it also is ha it's provided and it's given us a proven infrastructure to link the world's unbanked to the rest of the world. And that's really important to remember from like a, a, that's important to remember when you're kind of gauging the um, investments. At this point, Bitcoin is still the only proven infrastructure, only perfected protocol. Um, that's really important to remember. So it's almost like now, right? Imagine being able to fly to the U.S., right? I mean, imagine being able to fly from the U.S., excuse me, to like Africa, Tanzania somewhere, right? And you're on the street and you see this guy, this vendor, right? He's working, his, his whole way of income is making these, these crafts or whatever, you know what I mean? This is how he supports and feeds his family. And so you're flying from U.S. and you go over here and you're checking out all this stuff. And it's like, okay, I want to buy this from you, but their dollar is worth nothing, right? And so it's like, okay, or or I don't want to exchange my money for this because I'll lose all this money just from exchanging my money into this other currency. So now with this cryptocurrency, with Bitcoin specifically, you have now created a situation or a situation has been created to where I can transact with that vendor. I can pay him in a currency that is valuable. He's never had a bank account. I can send it from my secure wallet on my phone to his secure wallet on his cell phone, right? And 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 so it's more secure than any bank account in the world. Right. And so basically what has happened now is it's created the situation where it's almost better to be unbanked than it is to be banked. Payment processing organizations are going to be affected in a major way because of this, because cryptocurrency allows us to do for fees that are pennies on the dollar in seconds. What these companies used to do for fees that were hundreds of dollars and it would take days. That's a complete game changer as far as efficiency, accessibility, and, and what options you have. All of a sudden, right, this guy in Africa has way more options because I don't have to wait three days to get my money. I don't have to worry about the value of it crashing, which is why you have countries now, 
El Salvador. Um, I think Brazil is working on some some bills right now. Um, I think I don't want to say Venezuela because I'm not sure, but you have countries that have literally come out and they have made Bitcoin their official currency for these reasons. So it it completely gives people access and the access allows you to have options. Um, it's it's so so the fees right are based on information that's sent. It's not based on the amounts and the protocols that run Bitcoin. They're new. They're they're indifferent to who's sending it, and so that's important to remember too. Because for a lot of time, for a long time, banking and and payment processing and all of these things, it was it was not uh, racist, but it was it was. Um, it was subjective or, or you know what I mean? Like you could you could say, oh, if you send money to to this country, it's five hundred dollars more. But if you send it to L.A., it's only 50 bucks. And it's like, well, why is it three times more expensive to send it somewhere where they actually need the money more? You know, because you got to remember, too, a lot of these smaller economies, the basis of what they make their money off of is remittances. There are literally countries that get more money sent to them from people who've left the country than they generate within the country itself. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's a complete game changer for a lot of people because now you have more money, less fees, and it allows you to be able to have better decisions. You can, you can make better decisions. I can go and buy a gallon of water today when I wouldn't have been able to do that before. I would have had to wait three days and then get my gallon of water. I can go and I can I can pay for health insurance or I can pay at the doctor's office to, to get taken care of because the money that I just got from Larry for my services is already in my phone. And now I can go and I can take care of that right now. You see what I'm saying? It, it levels the playing field. And the crazy part about it is this is how the wealthy have always been able to function. The wealthy have always have instant access. They've always been able to do stuff right then because they've had such large volumes of money. And that's another reason how you know that the amount of money that these people have been playing with is on another level. Because when you look at the gains in the stock market versus the gains in crypto, it's night and day. Crypto is literally a way higher earning potential, right? And so for these people with these traditional stocks, for them to have been getting excited about 1% profit, 2% profit, Literally, we're, we're having a whole meeting about how y'all just made 2% profit. You know the amount of money that they have to be dealing with to get excited over 2%? We're talking about trillions of dollars that they're hoarding, they've had access mm -hmm. to. So I think more than anything, it, it really represents, it's taking this thing, right, that's always functioned from the top down. And we know at the bottom, you're, you're shoveling crap, you know what I mean? And it's laid it on its side, right? And so now it's even. And before innovation used to occur at the center, right? Now innovation is occurring at the edge, and that and, and that's being poured back in. And it's and and these this this whole thing is getting bigger and it's growing, but it's because the innovation is occurring at the edge. It's no longer these centralized entities that are making these decisions. And so it get it gives it gives everyone who's aware or who who wants to have it. It gives you equal access. That's really what this thing represents. It represents equal access 
to a financial system, to a financial infrastructure. And so specifically with Bitcoin, it's getting bigger and bigger. You see what I'm saying? So now you have people who, who for their whole life have never had access to a traditional bank. They now have access to a two and a half trillion dollar system or, or two and a half trillion dollar infrastructure. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's unheard of. You know what I mean? So the literally the possibilities are limitless to how far this thing can go. And I think that's why it's really important for the world. I think it's more important for underdeveloped places more because it, it allows them to have access and it allows you to level the playing field. Um, so. And it sounds like you get more too. So it's like if you do have maybe you live in the States and you have family in the in these other countries, um, in, like you were saying, instead of having, if you have 300 US dollars, you can actually give them the $300 instead of having to pay 600 for them to get the 300 because there's some $300 processing fee or some shit like that. Do you know how huge that is, bro? Like, and, and it's crazy because we don't really think about it. Do you realize how huge that is? I mean, I just think about if, like, the holidays just happened. If anybody's parents gave them a hundred bucks, but you only get fifty, you know what I mean? I, like, anybody would be like, "What? What, what do you mean? I only get fucking fifty? What are you talking about?" Dude. You know what I mean? And and that's like, and we're we are not any of these. Everyone in the U.S. has access to a banking system. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or you can even get a debit card that you prepay money on. I'm going to give you $100. Now I got $100 on this credit card, uh, debit I, card or whatever. I, right now I have a, I have to pay an affiliate that promoted one of our products recently, like two grand. I got to send her two grand, something like that. But she was, can you send it to, she, I think she's in Australia. Can you send her, transfer transfer me the money instead of sending it over PayPal because they take such a big cut because of the Check. currency exchange. So then I go into TransferWise. I'm like, um, she's saving like five bucks, right? You know, it's like when I look at, because now the fees, I'm going to have to pay a transfer fee. And then I got to pay this fee. And there's this fee. Mm-hmm. Send you a two in Bitcoin. So I just say, you know, I'm not doing this, but it's like two grand to this versus in, convert it into Bitcoin. It's like, boom. And a lot of the videos that I've watched, you know, in understanding this, it's just like you send it to them there and it's done. It's like they get two grand. There's no other fees addition, and it immediately is tr- switching over into their currency, like seconds. We're talking like seconds, and then they have it in their bank account without any other entities. Because I'm like, what's your, you know, this, and I've it's been ongoing, but it, it is exactly what you're talking. About. I think that example you just gave Aiden is amazing. And I can, I mean, I it is hard to grasp this concept of of yeah. digital money. I mean, and I can, I'm sure. That when we were talking, right, Larry, you're like, you know, like, uh, at one point, like, if you gave someone a paper dollar, they'd be like, get the fuck out of here. What about some eggs? You got some eggs? Because that's what I could use if you my family. And I bet you at the, at the moment when we started using coins, right, over trading goods, like, people were probably like, what am I going to do with this right. silver coin? Like, nothing, you know? Um, and I'm sure there was a lot of confusion and misunderstanding of asking pretty much the same questions that I've been asking, right? Like, well, what happens? How do I get a coin? And where does my chicken go if I trade in three chickens for one coin? Like, who gets the chickens? Like, you know, um, so I can imagine just the that concept of just not understanding. Um, and, and like, Larry, I think you've done great at just explaining it and bringing it to like a real down-to-earth, like, layman terminology. 
And it's still a little confusing, right? Like it still has some entities that are like, okay, I feel like now I need to go look up uh, some of these, like, right, like the Bitcoin stock to flow model. Like, what the hell is that? I'm going to have to look up that, you know? Um, so, yeah, but, but when I hear about how it can, like, kind of decentralize who owns the pocketbook of our money, right, in the, in the global way, I think, and, and the concept of people being nervous about that, like, high, like, very, very wealthy, the upper elite being nervous about that. Um, it makes sense, especially the rebel in me is like, yeah, I just their feathers. I'm really interested <laughs> in what's going on there because that means it's disrupting a system that they have. Mm -hmm. And 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 when you look back at anything of value over history, disruption. Disruption drives innovation. Hmm. Like limitation, actually, I take it back. Limitation inspires innovation. Hmm. You, you feel me? And so, like you said, right? We went from first money had extrinsic value, right? It, it was food and clothes, right? And then we went from bartering with things that we consume to trading precious metals, right? Metals were used because they're, they, you can travel with them. You can't duplicate it. And it's pretty. You see what I'm saying? And so it's almost like, okay, I got these chickens, but I can't travel from China to England with my chickens. I could trade my chickens in China for some silver pieces, slide to India with my bag. I mean, slide to England with my bag of silver pieces. And then when I get to England, I could go buy some chickens to get my chicken. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And maybe save a couple of dollars because the chickens in England might be cheaper than. So it went to, to precious metals, right? And then it shifted from precious metals to um, to, um, to to dollars. You know what I'm saying? And then it went from dollars to uh, to plastic to cards. You know what I mean? And then it went from cards to 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 crypto. You know what I mean? And so, like you said, that that same level of concern that you have, it existed throughout all of those transitions. There was a there was a guy who was like, like you said, like, how do I know y'all gonna give me my eggs <laughs> when I get back, bro? Like, and it's like, no, we built a building and we hold all of this stuff in here and get you it know, because for 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 50 years, people were just stealing them. Like, so you're right. <laughs> we had to we had to figure out, and so it's the same process with this, like, and so we're in it. So it's it's muddy, it's uncomfortable, it's crunchy, it's it's not pretty, you know what I'm saying? Because we're in that, we're in that gray area of transitioning to a new form of doing things and then also building out those systems so that it can function as efficiently and effectively and securely as possible. You know what I mean? And so it's a, it's a process, but dude, we have literally the greatest minds in the world working on this stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? So they're, they're going to figure it out. It's, it's going to get cleaner. It's going to get less groggy. You know what I mean? Because for example, I just sent true story. I just sent some money to the wrong account, lost it. You know what I mean? There's no way that I can get it back because there is no interoperability component already in place to where different blockchains can communicate with each other. That's why I think Polkadot and these layer zeros are going to be so huge because they're able to bridge all of these different blockchains together so that I could send it from a Binance chain to an Ethereum chain without having to shift. Over. You know, like, there's still a lot of steps you got to do with this stuff because it's still new, but. I, I really think that we're gonna we're gonna continue to iron all that stuff out, and and so it's really exciting times right now. What advice would you give 
to, you know, kind of thinking in that mind frame of like decentralizing this money, like what advice are, are you giving to, you know, that like, you, you know, you do work with college kids and like youth, like for any of anybody listening now, whether they're in their twenties or forties, like what's some advice you'd give around, you know, cryptocurrency and, uh, you know, ways in which maybe they could, if they're interested to enter the market? Um, I would, I would say to, You 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 gotta do a little bit of research. As unfortunate as it is, right? Um, you gotta do a little bit of research because there's so there's so many new projects and just new things that are that are flowing into this thing. And so I, I really think that if you want to understand like crypto and, and kind of like what it means, I, I recommend just doing a bit of research with like, and you can just Google like the origin of crypto, the origin of Bitcoin. But I really think that anybody who is looking to get into this thing from an investment perspective, you need to do your research right now at this point in time to at least get a basic understanding of what is decentralization, right? Mm. What is blockchain? What is the blockchain? And what is decentralization? Not so much what is cryptocurrency, because that's kind of like a byproduct of, of knowing about or learning about the blockchain. But I would say that you need to research and find out information about what is the blockchain and also what is decentralization. Um, and, and so I don't always think that you're going to have to do research. I think at, at some point you will be able to just tell people to, um, you know, just look at the, look at the charts, look at the, the previous history, look at the, look at the performance and it'll kind of, it'll, it'll click to most people that this is something that they should consider looking into, but we're still so early in this whole thing. And so because we're still so early, you still have a lot of that fear and that uncertainty and that doubt. So that same security that people maybe 10 years from now will be able to have just from looking at the previous history of these assets, we're not afforded that luxury just yet. So I think that anybody who is looking to get into cryptocurrency from like an investment perspective, you're gonna have to do a bit of research, you know what I mean? To, to kind of get a, to get a, to get a comfortable understanding. Some people will just throw money at whatever you tell them. That's not really a good idea. You know what I mean? So it, 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 it will take, and so that's why, and believe it or not, right, Mike and Aiden, that's why, this is exactly why a lot of people have not crypto yet. This is exactly why, because they're not willing to, to do a little bit of research. And it hasn't been proven enough to where people will just throw money at. It. At this point, people buy Apple, dog. Nobody, can, nobody's looking up Apple's track record to see when <laughs> were they. But try to get somebody to invest in Apple in nineteen freaking seventy nine, nineteen eighty, that when it was valued at three million dollars. Like, no, this 
this company? Who are the CEOs? What, who is this Tim Cook guy or, or freaking Steve Jobs? Like, where are they from? You know what I mean? Yeah, sorry, Steve Jobs. Like, who, <laughs> what, like <laughs> I don't know why I said Tim Cook. <laughs> well, he is the CEO currently, so it's sure. accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, and so it's the same concept with, with crypto. Like, people, it's, it's still that, that early thing to where it's like, okay, who is this Satoshi Nakamoto guy? Wait a minute, bro. It was at $50 and now it's at $49. Hold on. Like, it's the, so you, at this point, you got to treat it like Microsoft in the, in the 80s or 90s, like Apple in the 70s. You're going to have to do a bit of research, but I promise you, I promise you it's worth it. So that's what I would tell anyone who's looking to get into crypto. You got to do a little research, find out about decentralization, find out about chain technology, because if you just do a little bit of research, it's going to, you're going to want to just same thing with you guys, right? You go to the, 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 the event with the lady, she says a few things and it's like, wait a minute, hold on. For me, it was the, for me, it was really the overall, like we talk a lot about in business. It's like, why are you doing this? Why did you get into this? Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, for me, it was the overall understanding of where this could actually go. And like where it wasn't, you know, of course, making money is always fun and sexy, but it's like, what's the reason? Because since 2008, even before, I'm like, this something, what? I was like, this system doesn't make any sense. You know, the way it's been working, but even before that, like women didn't couldn't get credit cards without their husbands signing there, right? Like, you know, it's and then it goes back, right? It even goes back how the country started. Like people weren't allowed to earn money and these per people were, right? With slavery, etc. Right. Come it's on, just exactly. like so I'm like this I last week I leave a house that was purchased for thirty five million dollars. I drive ten miles away and these people are living in like kind of like shacks, right? Like in Miami. And I'm just like, this system, who, who can sit around and be like, this system's working amazing for everyone, right? Like, I'm like, how did they end? Because then in my mind, I'm like, how did they end up there? Like, how are they ending up in these shacks? Like, how is this ex existing? But I just left this house for 35, it was like purchased for $35 million. I'm like, this is mind boggling. So for me, it was like the overview of like why and how it's going to affect not just like myself, but the world. Like when I looked at, the equality around the world is like how this is possible, right? And mm -hmm. more so than now. The, the, obviously more so than now because like we're all freaking out if the central bank raises interest rates 0.25%, mm -hmm. right? Like we're it's, – it's just so – it's minuscule amount. Like 0.25% is so small. But like the global – like that's how fragile the system is. If like if we raise interest rates 0.25% – the whole thing could collapse, right? Like that's what we're working. And I was like, once I started understanding that over the last decade, and for me, it was like crypto was the, the big overview of everything. It's like, okay, this is where it could go type thing. Exactly, exactly. And that that's how you know, right? You just hit it on the head with the 0.25%. I haven't even thought about it till I said it out loud. I was like, oh my God. Think about this though, right? Because a lot of, you can get, from just how people do stuff if 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 they're getting that tight over that small of an amount of percentage it's because they're squeezing everything to get they're right. squeezing it so hard that 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 little bit will throw off the whole trajectory of what i'm what i'm able to 
get out of this. You know what I'm saying? I literally just looked at a list of all of Nancy Pelosi's trades over the last like like two weeks, bro. She went heavy on tech. Yeah. And and you think so she knows. So I don't remember if she did puts on tech or if she's just investing it as in it as it's going down it was because puts. she knows it's about to pump back up. Exactly. And you see, yeah. right? So freaking exactly. And you see, you see in in the last couple of days, the tech market has dropped more than it's done in like the last 10 years bro and all the tech ceos have been selling stock for the last like three months come like on billions. so that's how you know it's been this 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 manipulation and so it just it gives those people access dog like it, it you you would you would be amazed at what people are able to accomplish when they have access to the same things you, you you get what i'm saying like 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 you said the the mansion over here 35 million the guy living or the family living in the shack if you were to find out their stories it may have simply boiled down to i just didn't have access i was raised mm -hmm. by a single mom i didn't get a chance to work I didn't I couldn't get a bank account because my credit was too low. Like you were saying, there was a point in time when women couldn't even get credit cards because they were a woman. And and so Warren Buffett made an interesting point. And I'm I'm I know I can ramble, so I'm sorry. Um Warren Buffett, I just really want to share this because it's actually really profound. Yeah, he great. said, I'm doubling down on America. Because they were asking him about his investment stuff and he was talking about Bitcoin and how, you know, all this other stuff. He's like, Well. I'm doubling down on America. Now, my just guy's like 90 years old. He's like, I'm doubling down on America. Like Warren Buffett, why everybody's invested in emerging markets, Africa, you know, all these other stuff. He said, just think. He said, look at America's performance over the last. America's only been a country for like, I don't know, like, like Two, 200 years, 250 200, years or something, yeah. right? He said, and look at America's performance over the past 250 years. He said, he said, and they did that without black people or women. He said, imagine... <laughs> He said, imagine what they're going to accomplish in the next 250 years now that they've figured out, you know what, maybe we should leverage the intellectual capital of everybody, not just certain people like like the so it like it's to your point, it's 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 completely changing everything, yo, it's it is it is leveling the playing field in a way that we never could have imagined. I mean, like never could, I never imagined that I would be in the position that I'm in. I always thought that I was gonna have to work a nine to five. And I knew I was smart, but it was like, you know, but like you were saying, it just started to dawn on me like this stuff is not making any sense. You know what I mean? Like it just, it, it, it just doesn't add up. How, how we function, when you really open your eyes, it just does not add up. It doesn't, and so, this technology is allowing a lot of those things to start to make sense, you know? Mm. And so it's, it's really exciting, you know, to say the least, um, because you'll be able to purchase real estate with crypto. You know what I mean? You can purchase cars. You can, you can vote on, on, on elections. Like the, the technology has shifted everything we haven't even gotten into smart contracts and mm -hmm. decentralized autonomous organizations and 
mm. all of these different things. And that's, you know, Bitcoin is the foundation of all that. But this thing is, you know, Web3, you know, the decentralization of the Internet. That's what's next. You know, first we had the decentralization of finance. Right. Then we had the decentralization of ownership with NFTs and all that other stuff. And the next thing is going to be the decentralization of the Internet. That's going to be freaking next level. So. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah, this is a great conversation. I appreciate it. Larry, tell people where they can find you. I mean, Mike clearly found you on Instagram, right? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm at Planned Profit. That's that's like my brand name or whatever you want to call it. Planned Profit is P-L-A-N-N-E-D-P-R-O-F-I-T. Um, I've had a lot of like fake accounts come up all of a sudden so if if you do get the <laughs> message i'm sorry from the bottom of my heart i'm really trying to work to keep that taken care of um but yeah you can find me on instagram um i have a website also that'll be going live um, february 22nd um planprofit.io um, which is basically just a, a platform where you can come and join our group where we'll have discord access, um, insights to uh, education signals, um, what's going on in the market, how to position yourself, all that type of stuff. Um, so yeah, just hit me up. Um, I'm always happy to like help answer questions. Clearly you can see, I like to talk, so <laughs> I'm always happy to help. Um, shout out to Mike, you know, for, for reaching out. I really, um, love what you guys are doing. I love what he's doing and, yeah, man, let's just try to keep spreading this awareness, just having conversations, you know, like, I just want to continue to have conversations about what's going on with, with this technology and how we can benefit from it, you know, because for so long, we've been kind of like, out of the loop, you know, we haven't had access, we haven't been able to, you know, access these these tools to be able to have a chance or at, at just a, a decent life, you know, so... Mm. That's where I'm at. Instagram, hit me up. Um, I'm not on YouTube yet. Shout out to Mike. Um, we're going to get that done. Though. Um, but yeah, so. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, so we'll put all the, we'll put your non or your actual Instagram account on thestateofmen.com forward slash podcast. So you can see the show notes that are there. And yeah, because I've seen it a lot within the crypto space, the amount of fake accounts being created right now for people that have followings it's kind of mind-blowing um yeah yeah but it, it really is yeah so we'll do that larry uh i appreciate it thank you so much for taking your time out and educating the audience on crypto this will probably not be the last time we talk about it in the life cycle of the state of men but uh yeah Awesome. Thanks so much, Larry. Appreciate you. Uh, again, everyone can check us out at thestateofmen.com backslash podcast to get all the show notes um, and make sure we will be following Larry. So make sure you are following the account that we link that the state of men is also following on Instagram. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Uh, we love you. We appreciate you. And we'll catch you in the very next episode.